0: April 26th, we're doing another mock draft Monday with the Fantasy Whispers. This time a 12 team PPR Superflex. Let's get to it. Right here. Johnny Travis, happy Monday, happy mock
1: draft, happy NFL draft week. It's a good one right yes. now, isn't it, Johnny? Finally, I am so excited that the actual NFL draft week is upon us. We get to finally see we've been we've been doing these mocks for, I don't know, seems like 10 years now. And uh, we will finally decide, you know, like all those mocks that we were doing, we were like, I don't know how good a pick this was because he's a rookie. Well, now we'll know. And guess what? We're going to go back and judge those each and every single one of those teams. No, I'm just kidding. We won't do that, but I'm excited for this week. I can't, I can't wait, man. It's like Christmas Eve.
0: And the great first plug, you're going to hear me bring it up is Thursday's NFL round one draft. Join the fantasy whisperers live on air. We're going to be streaming, giving all of our reactions, and we'd love to get your take answer your questions online. So be sure to join us here on our YouTube channel, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Pacific. We'll be getting that one started. Love to have you join along with us for that round one action this Thursday. Big
2: Travi, how are you looking
0: forward to Thursday as much as Johnny is?
2: I don't know if I, it's uh, possible to be as excited as Johnny. I've yeah. tried uh, for years now to be that excited. <laughs> it's just not possible. But I uh, do love that we, we play fantasy football, which is a game of speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built a brand based on speculating the speculation. Uh, And now we are going to speculate uh, about the speculation about the speculation on Thursday. So I'm really excited. It's going to be a good time. Uh, We'll be getting into that mode. We'll be here out in California. Johnny's going to be traveling from Phoenix to come join me. We're going to be poolside. We're going to, well, maybe not on camera, but we will be uh, doing it up. We're going to be watching the draft go down. We're going to see a lot of quarterbacks taken. I'm sure. Uh, There's been a lot of talk of that and, you know, franchises are going to be altered forever and Mm -hmm. our mind. Your minds are going to be altered forever from us talking about those franchises as well. So I'm really excited about it. It's our first time doing a live stream during the NFL draft. So we're pumped on that. We know whisper nation is pumped as well. We've got tons of people in this chat. It was popping off 15, 20 minutes ago in the YouTube chat. Yeah. Travis, I were like, we
1: jumped in here because like we do, all right, we are all like doing our pre-show notes. Right. And, I'm like, I look over and just the chat was just going crazy. So appreciate that. Appreciate all of Whisper Nation in here.
0: And it should be a great draft. Also a great Thursday draft. Great mock draft. Speculatively yeah. speaking, of course.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. of
0: course. So, but that's what we do. So uh, let's get to it, guys. We got our Whisper yeah. Nation team here. want to thank everybody for joining along with us live. Uh, Jay Blizzy, our Whisper Nation Listener League champion, of course. Muddy Wohlfells. That's a funny one. Big Travi. Pluga in the four spot. The News at five. Groggy Style. Death by Rona. The FB Therapist. Cat's Pajamas. Jacob Blade, number one fan. And Captain Bob joining us for this April 26th mock draft. If you are listening along and you'd like to join us live, make sure you follow on Twitter. Johnny drops the link to our sleeper room every Monday uh, to Mm -hmm. get – into your hands and to be a part of this live draft if you want to do it along with us make sure you follow on twitter but if you are not following in on this draft and you just want to comment along or you have some questions make sure you've already liked and subscribed to the youtube channel if you haven't already done it you can do it now it's not going to have any impact but uh it will allow us to grow our channel and do what we love doing and then you'll be able to catch those notifications of when we're going live answer any questions on air is what we love to do so be sure you've uh, you got all the notifications coming your way so you don't miss any of that action today's action is going to be a 12-team PPR super flex. We got uh, two potential quarterback spots. Trav, you mentioned we got a lot of quarterbacks coming in the draft. It uh, should
1: be a really fun one. Any Anything we need to do before we get this one started, Johnny? I do not believe so. Uh, once again, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then a super flex. So you could put anything in there. Let's begin, shall we? All right. All right. It has begun.
0: The one one spot, man, I love talking about these top fives, Travi, and you know we've had kind of said before there hasn't been a clear consensus our Our big conversation between Johnny and I last week was about Derek Henry, and if he deserved to be in that one one spot, I think you can make a good case for it. Johnny might disagree a little, but I want to know what you had to say, travi how. Is there, is there a for-sure guy at the top right now, or is it still a little bit of a... I, I don't think like it
2: is. I think it is your guy. You've got to select your guy. You've got to be comfortable with it. Um, you've got to realize that that's, you know, you got to be comfortable with if he gets injured. you got to be comfortable with if he underperforms because he's going to live on your roster. You've got to be comfortable with trade value, too, in that top mm. five position, because if you are going to be on the dying ship, you want to try and have a lifeline to get off of that. So I think, uh, you know... There's there's situations where you just got to be ready to to a, abandon ship and and n- name value is going to help you a lot in that case.
0: Yeah, it's so true,
1: right? Name value it 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 has more value than it arguably should, right? But it's real. Oh, the name bias is so strong. It's so strong. That that's one of my favorite things to uh, do in the beginning of the fantasy season is, uh, or and actually, that's when you kind of get the most values, right? Because. You can go after those guys that maybe aren't performing uh, or they are performing, but they aren't a big name yet. And so people aren't believers. And so, uh, yeah. And ultimately, guys, like I've been in positions where I've had players like that, right, where I was like trying to like first, like in all honesty, the first one that came to mind was like Peyton Hillis when Peyton Hills went mm. off like I wasn't even truly a believer. He was on my team and I was starting him every week because he was being a beast. But like secret, like every week I was trying to trade him away and no one was no one wanted him because no one believed. But thank goodness nobody ended up trading me because he ended up leading me to a championship in that league. And, you know, so it's a, sometimes, you know, fantasy football is a, a wild game. It is. We're talking about name value on this one. Travi, I took Dalvin Cook at the
0: 1-1 spot, the guy you took here at the third position after Patrick Mahomes was taken in the second spot, followed by Christian McCaffrey, or following Christian McCaffrey, I should say. But my hesitation on Dalvin Cook, I think he's an elite player. I think he's earned that chip. But I had to ask, has everybody given him that chip? Is he somebody that I'm saying is going to be in that category and move further into that category? Or has the industry and the, the population at large seen Dalvin cook as a elite running back, or is he still like an RB one in most people's minds?
2: Oh, I think, I think he's there and that's why you see his ADP, but be inside the top four, right? He's going there because the industry is, is actually seeing what we've seen over the last two years, 14 or more games over the last two season, multiple 20 point games, especially in PPR. Uh, last year, I just think to that game, and maybe it's a little bit of bias because we are Packers fans, awesome. But I think of that Green Bay game, four touchdowns against us in Green Bay, uh, just ravaged the Green Bay Packers defense. And uh, Dalvin Cook's here to play; he's here to stay. And that offense over in Minnesota, very conducive to running, and then setting up the play action through there. Uh, he's he's increased his pass catching every single season in the NFL. You like what you see out of Dalvin Cook because he's a, a complete runner um, and he seems to have shaken I'm hoping knock on wood I don't want to bury him here but he seems to have shaken the uh, injury bug that was the beginning of his season uh, beginning of his career do you he, have any
1: he, do you have any concerns with any like regression do you feel like he like because he really performed really really well last year and I'm not saying that he necessarily can't do that but do you think the team might regress a little bit
2: Team could regress, but the team has been kind of bad the last two years and he's been a top five back both those years. So for me, I think really for him, he just has to be on the field because we've seen when he's on the field, he's a game breaker. He reminds me of Adrian Peterson in that way that Adrian Peterson could win you a game at the running back position. And Cook has shown that in a, in a few games uh, with Minnesota as well. Do you know who Cook reminds you
0: Not to spend too much time talking about Dalvin Cook here because we've got so many amazing players here in the first round. But Dalvin Cook, to me, kind of, kind of reminds you. Adrian Peterson's a good comp, and I think Ezekiel Elliott, for me, is another one in terms of a, a guy who really is probably the best offensive player on his team. Justin Jefferson might have something to say about that his sophomore season, but right now it's Dalvin Cook, the guy who's done it with multiple guys behind center, multiple coaching staffs. But my question to bring up is, you know, is Dalvin Cook an elite running back? And even the fact that it's not a cemented answer yet, I think works in Dalvin Cook's favor for this upcoming season. I think he wants to show up and show out and have his name be a part of that top elite category, nobody playing in the NFL doesn't actually want to have their name be amongst the best. And I don't think Dalvin Cook is fully a part of that Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara conversation, even though he absolutely deserves to be and needs to be. But I think this year you see a 25-year-old Dalvin Cook, I think he's going to leave a lot on the field. I think he wants to make a big impact, and I think that'll benefit fantasy managers.
2: Yeah, I, I agree 100%.
0: And there we saw Ezekiel Elliott go by Johnny here at the 11th spot. Uh, that was the second-to-last pick here in the first round, mm-hmm. running it down for our audio-only listeners. We had Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Josh Allen, Devontae Adams, first wide receiver gone at the sixth spot, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, and Kyler Murray. That makes three quarterbacks, Johnny, in the first round. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray to close it out. In a PPR super flex, do you – Do you find yourself steering quarterback early or do you like to see who's available in the later rounds down Uh,
1: in this draft? I'm going to, I'm going to wait and see uh, what I can get here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to select a quarterback early. I have selected quarterback early before because um, I do sometimes like going with that situation uh, and and just seeing how that pans out. It's interesting way to play the game to me uh, because it's different and, uh, and I like to challenge myself. But in this situation, I'm not going to do that. I was really happy that Zeke fell to me because I think this is right where he should be going. And I feel like I think his value could be a little bit above and he could finish above where he's going right now. So I, I think the the risk is built in with Zeke where you're getting him right now. And the second spot, I was really excited. I am going to go Joe Mixon here in the second round, Ooh. which might be like kind of wild and crazy j- jump. Uh, but I'm Very, very uh, quickly getting on board of the Joe Mixon hype. Uh, I think that, you know, he's always had that potential. I know we say that each and every single year um, and he's dealt with injuries. I think that recency bias has significantly hindered his value. Now, I could have potentially tried to wait and he maybe would have been there, but they've updated the ADP. And I do think that Joe Mixon should be going in this, you know, second round somewhere. Now, where does he go? I'm not exactly sure, but I wanted to see what it was like to have Joe Mixon in the second round because he is a workhorse running back.
0: And is that where that comes in? As you see, Joe Mixon maybe as like the last available of the workhorse running backs. We did a lot of talk yet last week about Josh Jacobs and why he's probably not going to be a workhorse back in the same regard. Um, Austin Eckler's never been slotted as a workhorse back. Aaron Jones, we could make kind of a case, but we know that Lafleur doesn't want to see him be a, a true workhorse either. Miles Sanders has got a lot of question marks especially with the new coaching staff in place. Is that why you see Joe
1: Mixon as a tier above? Uh, no, I just think so there are a lot of guys and it's basically this is what's interesting about this season and because of the way the running backs um the running back room and the way they use the running back has kind of evolved where we're kind of seeing this like resurgence of a lot of running backs that are like quality running backs in the first couple of rounds and so it's kind of like the first round where like the first five picks to me are all it's just like pick your guy that you want to go with Mm. and I'm not saying quite yet because there there are like I like a lot of guys in the second round like a lot of the second year uh, running backs, I like a lot of those guys, and i I will probably go with those in a normal draft. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I just wanted to see what it looked like to have Joe Mixon uh, and take him that early and see if I, it would pan out for me, mm-hmm. and if I like that more than you know having like a DeAndre Swift or a, a Gibson. But Joe Mixon to me, you we have to remember how good the Cincinnati Bengals offense was under Joe Burrow. And they're going to either get another offensive, like the best offensive lineman in the draft, or they're going to get, you know, Jamar chase, which is uh, the best wide receiver in the draft. And so when you have one of those two options, both of those are offensive minded plays, obviously. And so we already saw that the Bengals were willing to run up the score last year. Like, you know, they wanted to score a lot, Partially because they had to, but also they were they were able to. And I think if you add one of those two weapons, this offense gets even better. And when you have that ability, like Joe Mixon then goes from, you know, being able to, you know, score 10 touchdowns to me to now having the upside of being able to score 16 to 18, which is where you need to be to be top five.
2: Well, I just feel so bad for Rob Shorter here. He says sniped by game time, and then he has to hear game time go on for 10 <laughs> minutes about how he sniped him and how good of a pick it was. I mean, come on, poor guy over there in England. Uh, all the way, we appreciate you, Rob, jumping in here, just giving giving Johnny a hard time here. But, yeah, I I, I have had the whole evolution with Joe Mixon that Johnny is going through here uh, this offseason, kind of wondering if it was – Smart to take him or not this year. I do think he improves. If he's on the field, I think that's the biggest thing, right? And then
0: he only played six games last year. One of those games, he had 151 ground yards on 25 attempts, six yards per carry. He had six receptions on six targets for 30 more yards. He had three total touchdowns that week. Uh, You know, it was the only week where he broke 70 yards on the ground, but it shows you just what he's capable of. And it's a team that's going to find a whole brand new identity with such a highly touted quarterback in Joe Burrow and all the new pieces that they got coming in. I think it's a big upside pick at a 24-year-old running back who doesn't have as much tread on the tires as you might think. I I think it's just primed to be in a a good spot right here looking forward. And we have got a couple more guys that we want to touch in on who have had this happen to them. But I I did want to ask, this is actually more of a personal question, um, Johnny and Travis. In our league of record, we've got an individual who's looking to trade out their first round pick. Hmm. And Johnny, you talked a lot about the second round and how much you like the second round. And that guy, Nick, he is looking for at least a second rounder and something else. Whisper Nation, I want to open this one up to you as well. What would you give up for another first round pick in a redraft this year uh, with a second rounder being a part of it? Would you give up a second and a third, a second and a 15th? How far would you go to pick up another first round pick this year with a second round pick being a part of it already?
2: Uh, I, you know, I've been talking with Nick as well. Um, I just, I don't know that I want to give up a lot of the meat that's in there. I don't want to give up a second. I wouldn't want to give up a third and, and honestly, even a fourth at this point, um, (laughs) just it just it's just there's so much meat in there from three to seven is such a stacked area of this draft because there's so many really the wide receivers is what does it for me there's just so many good wide receivers in there and I've talked with Nick and I've gone back and forth and I just don't think there's a deal that I'm comfortable doing just to get another guy in the first because look I know there's a lot of talent in the first there's equally as much talent I think in the second to fourth range and I just don't feel comfortable giving up that right now so I think somewhere past the fifth and i don't think you're gonna get a deal done with something like that you know i just don't know why you trade out of the first I'm, to... I'm
0: kind of leaning with you man and i don't think i have like a case of tight sphincter for no reason going on it just <laughs> doesn't feel like a... what do you think johnny is is well you're i know you're about
1: to to pick uh, on this one but no, do you have any no, feelings
0: no. about this right now
1: i w- i think it's a great move like i would do this move if i if i could trade out of the first round and pick up a second and a fourth or even a second and a fifth um because to me there is just as much upside in the second round as there is the first round this year. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, last year, and we could say, oh, COVID was a part of it, which it was, but there was, like, also a part of, like, and that is a constant factor is like the running back position is constantly up and down. Like it could change next year. There could be three new guys up in there and we wouldn't be surprised like of the second year running backs. Right. Cam Akers, we, we think CH could make that jump. A lot of people think Dobbins. I think Swift could be a, a top 12 back. So if I can pick up one of those guys, I'm just as confident as I would be in the first round guys that and get, uh, you know, like you said, all those depth pieces of, of a fifth rounder. Give me that all day of the week and twice on Sunday and three times on your draft because I would do it. It's just like the upside and the expectations are
0: still so good through like the fourth, fifth, sixth round. I I think for me, because the question really was what would be the deal, where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, obviously I'd rather have another first round pick than a second round pick, but I don't think I would do it. I wouldn't feel good about it at least unless it was a second and a seventh. I think that's for me where I'm starting to like it's so much of a dice roll. I'm not actually expecting them to pan out in the seventh. It's if they do, great, and there's a chance of it. But up, up till there, I'm like kind of I'm kind of expecting production out of my first six rounds.
2: Dude, these sleeper these sleeper ADPs are so wonky now. We get I just want to I'm, say uh, J- Jacob blay and captain Bob, who is Rob shorter, uh, over on YouTube, uh, are in the, the sleeper chat right now saying, you know, let's take a look at groggy styles team spicy start. They're saying here, uh, groggy style chimed in no tight ends for you guys. YOLO, <laughs> <laughs> so, Devontae, Adams, Travis, Kelsey, and George Kittle. Johnny, how are you feeling about groggy Style's start here? I do think it's interesting, right? Like he's taking the two best tight ends and,
1: you know, he can play one of those tight end. Well, I don't know if you'd play him as a super flex, but I I always like this. Like you're taking away another major chess piece and we saw how big, you know, like the gap was from tight end to tight, tight end one to tight end two last year. And now you're taking away tight end. So like the gap between tight end one and tight end three is even bigger. And, uh, and now you have a trade piece as to you know, Talk about name value. Everyone loves themselves. So, George Kittle or a, a Travis Kelsey, if that pops up in your trade DMs, you're instantly going to be interested in whatever trade it is. Even if it's like crazy, you're going to be like, oh, I'll entertain this because it's one of those guys' names. So, I think p- a lot of people think that like the team that they walk away from the draft is like the one that they have for the rest of the year. And sure, in this mock draft, it is, but like in general, if you see a move, uh, then make that move. And, and I have no uh, qualms about it. I have no problem with it.
0: Yeah, so if you can fill it in, right? It's one of those things where sometimes you draft such a good team, Travis, that you get all the holes filled for whatever reason, and then you took a little bit of a shot early on, but you were able to cover it up, and you're like, wait, 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 and they've got two tight ends? Yeah. Like at Johnny's point, you're probably not going to be playing George Kittle in your super flex unless you want to get destroyed by some mediocre quarterback. <laughs> but. <laughs> Even having just him on the bench or as a trade value, it can work out, but we got to see where the rest of the team develops. Because if he's really shallow at another spot, you might have wished you took a tight end and and took another player of value. Yeah, there's so some, got a lot of good ones still available.
2: There's some wild things going on in this draft. I love it. I love the little bit of uh, anarchy out. that's going on. The news has Josh Allen, then Dak Prescott. Uh that's how he took back to back first round. So we understand, you know, the the And then you the got Antonio flex. Gibson but in then the third. I was we got Muddy Wolfels taking Patrick Mahomes, then Trevor Lawrence back, like and then DeAndre Swift, like and I just think there's some wild things going on in this draft. Right, we got
0: two tight ends taken by one team. We got multiple teams dude. with two quarterbacks taken. I'm excited only, to see Johnny's team hey, where dude, it shakes out. Now you, yeah. you can't,
2: you can't we mock Johnny's us, mock over here with four dude. running backs, and I think he he <laughs> panic picked Montgomery really quick. No, no, no,
1: no. I I panic picked J.K. Dobbins. And didn't see David Montgomery was a little bit lower, and I was like, Oh, why I want David Montgomery, and so this is kind of going into what I was saying, like I'll yeah, it might look crazy right now, start like four running backs right now, but now I have a trade piece because people always need running backs, and they're high like j k Dobbins has high trade value, uh Fred but yeah.
2: Beasy easy over on Periscope, appreciate you watching Twitter Periscope saying this is a funky draft l o l yeah no dude, you kidding. can't you can't mock this mock draft. we say it That's every what single happens week. when we get. This is what happens when we get a full draft last mock draft uh, before May, which we will be doing mock draft mania like we did last yep. uh, last year. And like the mania is already starting right now. Oh, my gosh, We got
1: tw- 19, <laughs> 20 people watching right now, smashing that like button. We appreciate all of you, you have not uh, subscribed and you're enjoying what you're seeing.
0: Or you don't even enjoy what you're seeing, but you for some reason feel a connection to us, hit that like and subscribe button. We do this stuff because we love it, but we love it because of the involvement we get from the community. Whisper Nation growing is our favorite thing. So if you haven't hit that bell, hit that thumb, hit whatever the follow is on whatever social media platform you're working on. We are legitimately going to be very appreciative. You got three guys here who will be feeling Very good from it. And then we can keep connecting and sharing all this amazing content that's coming at you weekly, such as the live reaction NFL draft on Thursday, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Johnny Travis and myself are going to be giving our live reactions, answering questions, and bringing Whisper Nation together for the NFL draft round one. I am so excited.
2: Let's get
0: it. Nice. Speaking of
2: excited, we're excited that plugged in with Jay, the fantasy football plug, you follow him anywhere. His his stuff will be in our description. Follow him. He says, my phone <laughs> isn't allowing me to draft. It's freezing and then popping up that I drafted Josh Jacobs. This isn't a team I would actually draft. Sorry, guys. That's what happened to um, me when
0: I took Damian Harris in the sixth last year in our league
1: of record. <laughs> uh, it, well, it's funny because, well, Josh Josh wants to know, who would you have taken instead of Jacobs? Jay oh, Bursley he said – he said Jones, and then Plug came back with either Jones or Acres. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, I mean, ideal. Yeah, we talked about this where Josh Jacobs should be going much, much later than where he is right now.
0: you hey, that's so Travis. I want to get your take on this one. I think Johnny, where'd you put Josh Jacobs? You had him. It was after. It was pretty. De- it was pretty oh, late.
1: It was. It was deep. It was after it Melvin was, Gordon. Oh, wait, yeah, way after Melvin. Um, honestly, after Kareem Hunt, um, I would – like after Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is where you said. You had it yeah, right after right? Raheem Mostert. Yeah,
0: yeah that's because it Because uh, it was like you expect to have more competition. You don't actually think he's going to be super great, and there could be some um, – just less work and less touchdowns for him is what he kind of needs. Am I hitting that right? Yeah, yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. I don't know if I'd put him uh, behind Mostert. Did you say ahead of Mostert or just uh, behind Mostert? Yeah, I, he hate Jacobs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't like what what they've done with Jacob's situation. But the the fact of the matter is, he will still get volume uh, in that offense because they. I mean, he Gruden loves to run the football. It's just like he's not the first round guy. So I'd probably take him after those second round guys. Uh, the the uh, the uh, sophomore running backs, because I think the upside's so much better for those guys. But I, I'm taking him ahead of guys like Melvin Gordon, and again ahead of guys like Raheem Mostert and, and things like that. So I just think Jacob's upside is higher than those guys. I think the offense for uh, the Raiders should be better than Denver's offense. Um, the, so the, some of the things in, in play there, Raheem Mostert, I think San Fran's probably going to draft another running back too. And they're always, it's always a revolving door over there in San Fran with running backs. So at least I know what I'm, I'm, I'm getting first and second down usage out of Jacobs. So um, obviously like him a little more in a standard league for sure.
0: I had him going right around the Chris Carson mark. For me, I think that's – similar question marks, previous production, that's kind of where I felt the most
1: Wait, sorry. Travis, repeat where you had him. I, I was zoned out. I was like looking at my next draft pick uh,
2: for a second. What? Where did you say – I think um like right ahead of Melvin Gordon and like a Raheem Mostert. Like I would but see like you this would, draft is hard to look at right now. So Right. Um, but, but like you would rather have Josh Jacobs than Melvin, than Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, I would. I don't think it's that crazy. And- I think we take really? Melvin
0: Gordon a lot higher really? though, too. I think Melvin Gordon is a big slept on player. We have a twenty 20- Eight year old running back who has been out for a lot of years, but you know, just because of different dinks and dunks and weird injuries, but he's still a really productive running back who's actually the best cat pass catching back on the team. I think they're going to lean on him. I don't think there's a reason for them to not. I mean, if I'm the coach, it's kind of like, let's go all the way with this guy right now while we have him. I think he's in, I think he's poised yeah, for a pretty
1: good season. There, there's no more, I mean, they, there's nobody else there. Yeah. I mean, they got Mike Boone and, uh and who else do they have like a
2: they'll draft a running back back, they might get a
0: flashy pick and that really is going to tank melvin gordon which is a great segue into this next question um johnny you took david montgomery in the fourth round you just had your fifth round pick be kenny galladay but we were talking a lot about david montgomery last year after an arguably disappointing rookie season highly touted prospect then had a disappointing rookie year uh efficiency wise numbers wise a disappointing start but then a phenomenal finish and the big part to david montgomery everyone was expecting the bears to pick up another running back and they didn't and then he was getting this they elite did. volume and then elite production followed and now though i think everyone's looking at dave montgomery right. like he's got the role he's probably like him and Allen robinson are the only real consistent pieces on that offense are coming in is there another running back though right now that we're slotted and, and have high hopes for that on thursday It could all change because they brought a running back in, and dynasty owners are saying, Oh my God, no,
1: no. Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Chase Edmonds is uh, one of those players. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Um, Oh my gosh, what are the odds that he took? Unbelievable. Robert Woods, I was going to, I knew he was going to be there. He was supposed to be there in the sixth.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I just want well to take I just want to take us back to earlier in the draft here. Sniped yeah. By game time. <laughs> so yeah, you got me. Game you game
1: got time. me back. I definitely did not think you were going to go down to Robert Woods and take. I thought he Listen, was. Listen, he oh, says. Combo so Rob
2: says, look, when Johnny goes low, he goes lower. So yeah, he's, exactly. he's going lower than you, man. Um, To to your point, Austin.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I mean Chase Edmonds obviously that's going to be that's going to be a big right. one. Um and I honestly like I mean if the 49ers draft someone then yeah, I mean they're going to pick up an unrestricted But like if it's unrestricted, you know, free agent or whatever. I'm not too concerned, but if they draft one, then I would be concerned. Um I'm trying to think of anywhere else I mean, Zach Travis doesn't want to say it, but if if the Bills draft one of these top running backs, yeah, see you later, Zach Moss. It was nice knowing you. Same with Singletary, though, too. So I can't really like. It's not like a huge, huge win, but I'm just saying, it's just not saying a win at dude. all
2: because you were over there banging the drum hey, last offseason for how good Singletary was, and I don't think either of them are. I mean, Singletary
1: statistically. Was pretty baller. He actually, I mean, he was top 15 or top 12 in elusive rating mm-hmm. and broken tackles. We always talk yeah, well, about it's really broken... good
2: for your fantasy football team, the elusive. Oh, you, guys are, that oh, we oh, all you play, guys are That we all stack up on our rosters, you know? Like, Ooh, you guys really... almost made me miss up passing on oh, D.J. Yeah. Moore. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know you guys were trying to You're the, dude.
1: Available. I, you're I the captain the of your own ship, John. I got him on all the right. wall, bro. Captain Bob.
0: Captain Johnny, Captain's Johnny ship.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude. I know you guys are trying to derail my awesome team. This is one of the best teams I've ever drafted probably. And you guys are trying to make me screw it up in the sixth round like usual.
0: Johnny, that's the only reason I engage with you on anything is to throw you (laughs) off whatever you're trying to do. We've been friends for like 15 years. It's what I do every time we talk. It's the foundation of our relationship, my guy.
2: That's right
1: oh oh also uh, i sorry not to interrupt but we do have to it, this this deems a shout out here we've been we were warned two weeks ago and he showed up last week and then we we celebrated he said oh no no next week though i won't be here it looks like he did the football therapist logged on on work well done sir <laughs> well done on joining the club man welcome
2: <laughs> how's work going He's putting in work right now in this yeah. draft. Justin Herbert yeah. uh, was just picked a couple picks, or no, I'm sorry, a couple rounds ago. Uh, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins to round out AJ Brown. Love that wide receiver core. Therapist putting together there.
0: I want to do a thing. I'm, 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 I'm actually genuinely curious about this. We'll see if it produces good content or not. But we talked about the draft on Thursday and which running backs here would be the most. Which ones you as a fantasy manager let's say it's in dynasty let's say you already got this running back on your squad right it applied for redraft purposes but for the sake of this mental exercise let's pretend that you had these running backs on your dynasty squad and i just want to go through the first couple of rounds here and which running back if your team drafted a running back in the first two rounds would make you nervous like for me if i got derrick henry like i did and they, they took um uh uh Oh, I just went blank on his name last year because like, he didn't play a single game. Um, but when they tear after that running back, you don't care. You know what I mean? Like they take a yeah. – you're like this is a backup. I'm not I'm not worried about Anton Evans taken out of Derrick Henry's mouth. But if you got Chase Edmonds and they draft a running back in the first two rounds, they're like, you know? Right. So like for me, Christian McCaffrey, my nervous, I'm not nervous <clears throat> if they take a running back. Dalvin Cook, I'm not nervous. Derrick Henry, I'm not nervous. Alvin Kamara, I might be a little bit nervous if they took a running back in the first two rounds and you start seeing this guy as the short yardage early down work. Would that make you nervous at all?
2: It would depend on the style of running back. If the running back was well-rounded, I would be a little nervous. If it was more of a type that has been successful with Kamara, like a Latavius Murray or a Mark Ingram, uh, that have kind of boosted Kamara, um, his efficiency, because he's able to not be in there pounding all the time. There's no secret that Sean Payton loves his gadgets. He loves... Mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara, and he loves uh, what's his name, Taysom Hill. He he loves Ooh, getting. Point. He was even very vocal about Michael Thomas before anybody even knew about Michael Thomas. He said, "If I was, if I had fantasy, if I played fantasy football, I would draft Michael Thomas the year they drafted Michael Thomas." That's what he said. So, um, I think that he loves his guys and like Holy I, Cliff I think, Kingsbury, huh? Yeah, I think that's. I would be shocked uh, to see a running back. It would just just depend on the style. I think a lot for me.
0: I'm not nervous if Jonathan Taylor gets a new shiny rookie behind him. Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, I got that thing locked down. I'm probably a little nervous if the Cowboys
2: take a, a, a running back in the first two rounds, and I got Zeke. Mm. I don't. I don't. Think some, they of the, do that. some of the some of the second you, year guys, I'd be a little <clears throat> nervous too. That like Ceh, uh, Jk Dobbins, Swift. If, if another running back came in, I'd be a little, yeah, I'd be a little bit nervous for those guys. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think Baltimore's probably hanging tight. Because uh, they got Gus Edwards back, they're going to do the the J.K. Dobbins thing. But like, you could see some situations that uh, would definitely make Johnny pull his hair out. If some, I'll guys tell got... you,
1: I I will tell you if Cincinnati does it. That's probably the biggest one. If Ooh. Cincinnati or or the Jacks, yeah, because remember Zach Cincinnati. Taylor
2: didn't draft Joe Mixon. You know, he wasn't part of the right. regime that drafted Joe Mixon. So there's right. a lot of things like that too. Yeah, uh, so Cincinnati or Joe
1: or um, I really hope it doesn't because I I do think James Robinson is a really good good running back and they the jacks just need so many other pieces that it's like please just take those draft picks and get the pieces you need and go with james robinson but if they draft i'll tell you help his stock will plummet if because then you also see that they're really trying to Mm -hmm. go in a different direction right you bring up the whole like like travis was saying right like the coaching regime because like robinson wasn't necessarily their coaching regime He's just, like, a really good player, and they were like – they saw that, and so they are like, okay, we can, like, save money by doing this, and we'll go with this guy. And he worked out, and I just, it's just like, please stay with him because, you know, you brought in Carlos Hyde. I'm not worried about that. Some people are. I would tell you don't be, but I really, really hope that uh, they don't spend an early, early uh, draft capital on – now they might do, you know, maybe a day – a late day two or day, late day three. Maybe they
0: should. They probably should. Yeah, I just have a strong gaps,
1: running back. But man. like just don't be a really good running back, is all I ask, you know? So those would probably be my top two to be honest with you, would be Cincinnati and and uh the Jaguars I'm really just. Because. This,
0: I'm really vibing the Cincy pick, especially too, because Joe Mixon has been around for like he's still she's still young at twenty four, but he's right. coming into his fourth year, so it's like they kind of know, and if they pick something early, that's like a decision. For they me, and like, that's like
1: go up
0: Yeah, exactly. And and then in that same line of thinking, pretty much every point you brought up, Johnny, Miles Sanders to me would make me very concerned. If I saw the Eagles take a pick in the first two rounds, it's like, Miles Sanders, we've been hoping. We haven't totally seen it. We got a whole new regime. They didn't pick Miles Sanders. We're taking him early still. Um, That would make me nervous if I was rostering Miles Sanders and they came in. Um, For sure. Travis, look at –
1: I just want to take a second. He's been silent over here, you know, talking about other people's teams and just slowly – look at this team. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones somehow fouled to him in the second, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. and then Russell Wilson as his first QB. And then Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, two of the most consistent wide receivers you can probably get. Uh, Mark Andrews, and then he just screwed up by getting uh, Juju. So I jinxed him on Juju purpose. Juju is my third wide but, receiver? I'd, I'll take I that. Mean, I'll uh, take it as my third
2: wide receiver. I guess in, in PBR. In, PBR, in PBR. PBR like no, that, I, that.
0: Speaking of this one, Juju Smith-Schuster. We haven't given any air time to this. But really J- Juju Smith-Schuster not only re-signing in Pittsburgh – but like re-signing with the flex,
2: being like, I'm a stealer for life, baby. And I'm like,
1: dude, on a one-year need? deal, like, yeah. on yeah. a
2: one-year deal. I loved it. I love it. He's like, you're going to have to drag me out of here. It's like they signed you to a one-year deal, dude. It was team friendly. And yeah. that was like and their call when like, you, why? What? Also,
1: also, it's like, dude, you, you realize like you gave up a 95% chance of winning the Super Bowl last year because Andy Reid, do you hear what Andy Reid was doing? Dude, Andy Reid was sending him text messages and like gifts of you? like the championship trophy, and he's like, you would look so good next to this. And like all this <laughs> stuff, bro, trying to get him to come there, dude. Could you dude, imagine why did how, you go there? Why? It makes you sense. There's so many reasons. Like they you a That's
2: also how Andy Reid texts his wife. He's like, You look so good <laughs> to this, only it's a cheeseburger, dude. her <laughs> next to a cheeseburger? And he's like, No,
1: dude. That's man. when he texts McDonald's, man. He's like, he's like, You know, this would look so good. I like,
0: I like to think of him actually going with the Lombardi GIF for everybody. It's like, just <laughs> like his like, wife. he's like, You want this you <laughs> yeah this? yeah but i'm yeah. so far you know what it would take for me to like qualify to be on an nfl roster at a player position andy and he's like but do you, how bad you want it though how bad do you want it and you're like exactly honestly not that bad it's like impossible i don't think it could happen.
2: let well, me i let mean me- I think Juju is a guy that's a safety net for them and especially for Ben. So let's say if Ben's arm is shot down the field, because it just looked like he couldn't be accurate down the field. We know what we got out of Juju. We got a guy that was soaking up middle of the field targets. Um, you know, and I think even a, a, You know, a step forward for a guy like Deontay Johnson is fine for Juju, uh, especially in PPR, because he's going to be a guy that soaks up those over the middle stuff for them. So I think Juju got a little bit slept on uh, just because he had a bad year. He's not the guy we thought he was going to be when A.B. left. You know, he's not going to be the number one guy and and the alpha wide receiver. He didn't get alpha wide receiver money. um, And he's going to be a guy that's going to soak up targets for Big Ben because Big Ben knows him and loves him. So let me
1: ask you this, Travis, and this is like a from a strategy perspective. Right. And I just want to bring that because that's what we like to talk about. Why not instead of I, I get that you the juju perspective, right? Like the potential is there. I get I do get that. But why not with that third pick there, third wide receiver, go with go with a guy like Tyler Lockett, which I totally understand. I looked
2: at Tyler, Lock- look Tyler Lockett. Just uh, because but,
1: the upside seems to be like, – right. Tyler Lockett, he'll give you twice a year, he's going to give you 40 points. And, uh, well, even more in a PPR league. So that's just
0: – I, I say this. Tyler Lockett is never going to be the number one if DK Metcalf is playing on the right. same field. He doesn't have no. the physicality. They're in two different leagues. It's right. junior varsity I've, and varsity. It's so exactly. far apart. But Juju Smith-Schuster can still be the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh. Terry McLaurin is older than Juju Smith-Schuster is. Juju Smith-Schuster is still only 24 years old, but he's got a ton of NFL miles under his belt. And I think like a 24-year-old is still going to develop, and it's just that he wants it. It's like this dude has invested himself in a lot of other platforms like in social media and I know we laugh about that but if somebody's able to create all these revenues and prosperity in their life from these areas and maybe he's taking a little bit of focus off of the football side of it but he's recommitting to Pittsburgh and, and there's still a lot of room to improve your game at this point he's a big I, physical specimen I think Deontay Johnson plays people like they're good but they're not insane
1: I yeah, mean, those I think, weapons are definitely better than just going against DK, right? Like, I, like you, we they, know how many targets that, like, DK and uh, Deontay Johnson probably garnish, like, the same amount of targets. I don't so care. It's like, I'm talking about
0: who you want to take in a fight.
1: Why <laughs> Why do I care about who's going to win in a fight? I'm playing fantasy football.
0: Because that's going to help translate into how well they do against uh, tight cornerback matchups. And oh I'm talking gosh, about it just like on
1: that level of their potential.
0: Like Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson don't hold a flame to TK Metcalf. I'm
1: not Johnny saying do you know they do. I'm not – it doesn't – I'm not – I'm talking about well, targets. I mean, I'm just as talking far as an alpha,
2: alpha wide receiver, like you could definitely make the case that Claypool is probably a better build for a alpha wide receiver than, than Juju. But uh, I just want to go back to the point. Johnny, you were asking about – uh whether I wanted Tyler Lockett or him. I looked at Tyler Lockett. I also looked at OBJ. That was the other uh, guy I was looking at. But as far Mm -hmm. as upside, I went with a guy I knew uh, was probably going to stay on the field. Um, a guy that I knew had his quarterback's trust, and I think that's where I went with Juju there. Um, and then Tyler Lockett's just like the sporadicness. I, I love how you're like setting me up for Tyler Lockett and that you've spent all offseason so far telling me how bad of a pick Tyler Lockett is. But then you're going to put me on camera and ask me why I didn't take Tyler Lockett here. I'm you just mean, saying, man? no,
1: from a, from a strategic
2: standpoint. No, no, no. Right? It I, just it just not I went since like floor and I, I went floor instead of ceiling. And maybe yeah. that's wrong in your, in your third wide receiver spot, but that's just kind of what I was going for there. I got nervous. You started talking about me on camera, <laughs> What I'm really pissed off about is I probably should have went quarterback because now I just watched this incredible run happen in these last two rounds. First, it started by Jay Blizzy. Cause I was going to take Ryan Tannehill instead of Juju. Then I took, that's why I took Juju. Cause I was on tilt just bottom line. <laughs> We could spend, you know, 20 minutes. That's a fair, about that's how, a fair pick. It was, but you know, that's you bring, that's what happened, Trav, You bring
0: up a really good point there of in these like later rounds here of are you playing for floor? Are you playing for ceiling? And like for me, you, you know, I like to play for the ceiling, and sometimes it helps me, sometimes it hurts me. But I'm looking at these guys here and in this spot, and like a DJ Chark and Odell Beckham. Cortland Sutton even, are these guys, is there upside worth pulling the trigger on
1: Johnny? Or is this just like fool's gold? It was shiny. It's not valuable though. Oh, I think there's tremendous value here. That's why like I'm even saying, like, in that conversation we had before, yeah. When people when we were talking about like what you would give up with the first. Like I if someone was even to say like a sixth rounder or seventh rounder at this point, I mean obviously we'll have to wait, but like Cortland Sutton to me is a huge uh, a guy that I think is I think he will be this year's Wolf Fuller. I think that he'll be have mm. a monster uh, bounce back year. I think he'll be a wide receiver, a top fifteen wide receiver. And you're getting him way this, you know, this late. I mean, like, and you said it too, like DJ Chark, OBJ, Deontay Johnson. Like, these are all pretty. Like, they're going to be wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside weeks. And to me, like, if you're giving me that, like, an extra pick at that as well, and now I can get two of these guys. So now I can like go back and forth if I need to and play the matchups, which I love to do and which we like give recommendations on every single week. So uh, we'll tell you which ones to play Uh, to me, that that's where I would go. That's why I just think Mm. that there's a lot of value right now. And of course these are going to move up and move down and shake out and depend on, you know, what, you know, what uh, league you're in. But like I said, you can take advantage of a lot of these pieces.
0: Definitely. And we got Travis garden jumping in saying I had Lockett on my team last year. Worst decision I ever made. Well, this guy makes great (laughs) decisions then because this is the number 11 wide Uh, receiver in standard, the number eight wide receiver in PPR. Now maybe he traded for him week 12 when the guy in standard didn't get above six points for the rest of the season, then maybe there. But, um, I think that one's more of like a painful one than it is, uh, at least if you draft, because well, he did have well, such no, a phenomenal no, start.
1: Yeah, that's like where it all comes. You know, it's yeah. the he's tremendous. He's a tremendous boomer bust type of wide receiver. Like he scores. Uh, he's like Amari Cooper, where he scores. You know, sixty percent. Um, 55 to 60% of his fantasy production for the entire year comes from two games. And so, uh, that's where the, (laughs) that's where it's like, you can't, you, you can't look at, like, if you look at his consistency rating, like, it's, it's low, right? Because. All of his fantasy production is from that. But if you look at it, it's like, oh, Tyler Lockett finished as a top 12 wide receiver. That's awesome. It's like, eh, not on a week to week because you're better off like playing just a matchup. And mm-hmm. so I do get it from that standpoint. And that's what was like kind of trying to draw out of Travis a little bit earlier, not to keep drawing on uh, about Tyler Lockett. But, uh, yeah, I just think that, yeah, like I totally get not, um, like pushing on that difficult decision to somebody else and being like, yo, I'll just risk not playing against that person uh, when they go off, you know, but I'll tell you what though,
2: Tyler Lockett's upside is top five. And and I think that he could be top five, even with like, I think DK and, and Tyler could end up in like top seven together. And that's only if they continue to throw the ball at a, tremendous rate and they kept up the pace like they that they had last year they're
0: in an interesting situation right we did a lot of the breakdowns on our weekly breakdown and make sure you've liked and subscribed not just now in the preseason but during the regular season is where we really hit you with a ton of breakdown and put in a tremendous amount of work behind the scenes to break it all down to give some insights that you might not be catching from some of your other platforms of choice but we saw tyler lockett and dk metcalf number one and number two in wide receiver snap percentage through like the first several weeks it was crazy it was like 99.7% 99.7% and 994 percent right. for these guys. They just always run two wide receiver sets, and Russell loved throwing two his
2: wide receivers and deep. 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 And that's the thing we can't we can't talk about enough with Russell is that when he throws, um, you know, it's just it's just so profitable. It's like it's, it's just like so profitable. Brain, no, I mean Do just saying man. like yeah, exactly. He throws the lollipop. Uh, as as uh, what does chris collinsworth loves to say oh my but i think God. that's that's the uh, that's the um... The situation here is like, yes, Lockett is going to be up and down. But I think John, to Johnny's point, like uh, looking back as your third wide receiver, if you've got a guy that's like a Will Fuller was in, in, yeah. in Houston or you got a guy like Tyler Lockett or what we hope uh, Marquise Brown could be, um, you know, a guy that could really bent, you know, Deshaun Jackson back in the day, a guy that can really win you the, the week by going deep and, and getting those targets. That's a perfect fl- uh, third wide receiver mm-hmm. to have. So that's
0: who we saw there, Tyler Lockett and the Juju Smith-Schuster conversation here in that seventh round where it ended with Cortland Sutton. Um, quick rundown of the eighth round there from Carson Wentz, DJ Chark, Odell Beckham, Zach Wilson, Deontay Johnson, Todd Gurley, Jarvis, Jarvis Laundry, <laughs> Laundry, Landry, Tua, <laughs> Tagovailoa, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance, rookie quarterback, and Chase Claypool. In that round, Travi, who is catching your eye as having the most upside? In that eighth round, if you're playing for upside alone, who are you looking for? And then if you're playing for floor in that eighth round, all the positions, who has the highest upside, who has the highest floor for you, travy And then I want to ask that to Johnny,
2: who's making his 10th round pick. Um, all the positions. This one's tough. I'd say it's probably, I like Chase Claypool a lot as far as uh, upside is concerned. That guy's a guy that gets down the field in a hurry. If Ben can actually be accurate down the field, you're looking at a guy that could be, not DK Metcalf maybe, but he could be up there as far as an alpha wide receiver if if Mm -hmm. things got going the right way. But I also love the Zach Wilson pick. And I think as far as upside is concerned, uh, most upside, highest ceiling, Zach Wilson is a guy that, You know, Chris Sims, who spent time in the NFL, has a father who was in the NFL and, uh, you know, now scouts NFL quarterbacks said that Zach Wilson's the better prospect than Trevor Lawrence and that Zach Wilson is actually doing Mahomes and Rogers type things on the run. And so I've been infatuated with Wilson since Sims has said that and I've been rewatching tape and he's just been so fun to watch. So I I would argue that he maybe has the highest ceiling of all the positions in that round because this is a, you know. It's a quarterback driven league. And if you can come in and be the guy, obviously, we've not seen that out of a quarterback. But we did have, you know, seasons like RG three that kind of shook the world. And uh, Lamar Jackson, that was obviously in his second year, but his first year as the full time starter. So we could see was crazier things have happened. I think that that ceiling exists. What about you? What about you, Johnny? Highest ceiling there in that eighth round. I
1: I do love Zach Wilson, but I don't know I don't know if I we see that year one uh, potentially. I mean, we saw it with Mahomes and and Aaron Rodgers, so it could be potentially right. But uh, to me, I think uh, Tua Tagovailoa is has the biggest ceiling in that round and I'll tell you why because the highest floor for me in that round. He, he does also have the highest floor, but he also has the highest ceiling for me as well because you look at what they got and you know they brought in Will fuller who is the deep ball threat now and that's what um they really need. Like Tua's actually really good. Uh he's actually pretty accurate with the deep ball. Uh the fa- they just didn't have people that were capable. Like they were running Mike Jasicki which no like Mike Jasicki talented and super athletic wide uh, tight end, but like they're having him run the go routes. Like it's like okay, like we see you know now if they get they have a Will Fuller who is one of the best you know deep ball specialists we have, and now you can put you know you, you have pieces around him like uh, Parker. Uh, there's rumors Preston like Williams. you know Preston or yeah, um, and Preston Williams there are rumors that uh, they could potentially be in the Kyle Pitts um, you know. Uh, draft pick there, so you're pairing him with Mike Jaceki. That would you're be getting Madden team status. They right, exactly in two years as Madden team. before or Ford, they get Parker or Jamar Shua. Chase? There, 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 are rumors that they could land Jamar Chase, and so it's I've like Jamar now Chase going to them in multiple mocks. Yeah, and so like that's now his third wide receiver, who everyone's been saying is like one of the best wide receivers they've seen in a while. Like all of that is like okay. Now I'm really starting to see, and we know how accurate he is. We've also seen what Tua has done when he has talent because guess what? That's the funny part of all this is Tua, when he was coming out, the whole com- complaint about it was like, oh, he, he went to Alabama and they have all these, you know, athlete, look at their wide receivers. They're, they're all amazing wide receivers. And it's like, okay, now look at Miami's situation. Tell me which one, which wide receiver you don't want to have, or which you know uh, position that he has as a weapon now that you wouldn't want to have. And especially if they get like a, a good running back, you know that's where yeah. I really want a good running back to go. Um, and so I just think that he has he has that rushing uh, cheat code ability. He's super accurate. He can, I just think that he could come out of nowhere and be that top five uh, quarterback. The oh, second I year.
0: I think that's a break, great bra- breakdown, Johnny. And I want to just hear from the rest of the rounds as we keep this one going, highest ceiling and then highest floor. It's, it's a little bit loose with the take here. But as we move all the way through this, I want us to start highlighting which players people are really standing out with. We all know that when you're actually on the clock drafting for the real thing, when you make your selection and the rest of the draft room goes, oh, I wanted that guy. You know, I kind of want to sample what you guys are saying right now. Of who stands out? Who makes the light bulb turn on and be like, Ooh, I'm I'm getting excited about about this player here. So we we heard about uh, Zach Wilson and Tua and and Chase Claypool here in the ninth round. We saw Tyler Boyd off the board first, followed by Noah Fant, Michael Hardman, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, James Connor, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Kenneth Gainwell, and Robbie Anderson taken by Captain Bob to close out the twelfth round. Big Travi here is going to be picking first in the eleven. So I want to ask Johnny in this 10th, excuse me, ninth round, which players here stand out as either having the highest ceiling or, or highest floor or both, which guys are grabbing your eye here
1: in the ninth round. So it's, I'm glad that you came right back to me because this it, same topic. same. Uh, you also talked about to loop in a, a, a theme that we did earlier. You were talking about, um, you know, players that have the most to lose uh, depending on a running back landing there. And I think the other one in in this ninth round, and I think his value could go up certainly if Miami does not draft a running back, but that's miles Gaskins, right? Miles Gaskins was a very good running back when he was playing and they were going to miles Gaskins, Mm -hmm. right? Like he was getting the workload. He was the workhorse there and he was scoring you, you know, low end RB one numbers and so if he if the, if the, if Miami does not draft a running back in the draft or, you know, a top, you know, four rounds, they don't take a running back. Gaskin, then that would baby. signify to me yeah, that Gaskins is going to be the guy. And then we could see a huge rise in Gaskins value. That's the only problem with Gaskins with me right now is like, I think he's super talented and he showed that he could do it. It's just I don't I don't believe that. Miami believes he's the guy yet and but if they they say that, Gaskin
2: you say Gaskin like I'm sorry this is way off oh, the okay every okay. time you say Gaskin I think of uh I think of Eminem like freestyling because Chris Delia was like making fun of him like says napkin Gaskin Anakin or like whatever <laughs> but I was just like every time you keep saying that that's what I think but yeah I, I agree with Gaskin I think that's a great pick I also huge floor Gaskin. play if they don't pick up a Running right. back in the draft, right? Because whether it was Salvin Ahmed, whether it was Breda whether right. it was
0: pick a concession stand worker, Miles Gaskin was the best say. running back over there. Mm-hmm. And you might have, as Johnny pointed out, with Tua and all the receivers they brought on. Miami was already a sleepy good team this year. They could be a sleepy like exciting team. And if Miles Gaskin is the is the lead dog in that running back position, and you get him this late, like that could yeah. be really nice, a really solid RB two for you.
2: I think uh, another high floor guy here is Kirk Cousins in that ninth round. It's mm-hmm. been a guy that's kind of flirted with, you know, top twelve every time he's, yeah. you know, kind of been there. He could actually just be a guy that's very consistent for you as your second QB or third QB. Love that highest ceiling though. I really love Robbie Anderson's ceiling mm-hmm. um, in Carolina. He's just been shown that he did really well that in that system last year. get Yeah, if he gets reunited and Sam Darnold is the guy and Darnold's just pushing the ball down the field to him uh, last year, I know that was kind of the D.J. Moore role for that offense last year. They kind of reverse roles. So I like his ceiling, but Noah Fant's ceiling is also extremely high. in um, the Um, If if that guy can get it all together, stay on the field, uh, we know how athletic of a a tight end he is and how special he is uh, going down the seam. If Drew Locke and he stay healthy uh, and connect, that could be really big. Travis, the uh, thing I
1: I keep forgetting, and uh, I I saw it on it popped up on Twitter, and that's what reminded me. But Robbie Anderson and and Sam Darnold played together in New York, and yeah. they they had that they had that relationship where like they he was their deep ball guy. Oh yeah, and and they were hooking up for that. He was like a top what when that news broke. They like got
2: I was trying. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's well, you know, the, who knows, but could be. Um, that was what we were saying when the news broke, or at least that's what I was trying to say. Is like I think Robbie Anderson, if Darnold is the uh, guy, you know, it's gonna be hard for Darnold to not want to go to Robbie Anderson consistently. He knows him. Um, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, but I do think I love DJ Moore as well. I just think Robbie Anderson in the in the ninth is a great deal. Mm-hmm.
0: So then coming back in the tenth, Devontae Parker took. The first pick off the board in the 10th round, followed by Jameis Winston, Johnny Took, and then Sam Darnold, aforementioned Cam Newton, Mike Gasecki, Austin Hooper by Death by Rona, Deshaun Watson, followed by Curtis Samuel, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Devin Singletary, and Debo Samuel, closed out the 10th round by Jay Blizzy. Um, same question here. Who are guys that are raising the ceiling that you're getting kind of excited about, and other guys who could be staples on your squad with that higher floor? um Johnny's making his picks, so the question comes to you big Travi in that 11th excuse me 10th round who is rating the ceiling
2: for you and who do you who who's floor play do you like the most um we're gonna omit Deshaun Watson because I just don't think he plays this year and I think you know it'd be easy to kind of say if he's on the field he'd sure. be a high ceiling so I'm gonna omit him from that round just Scratched. in theory yeah um Debo Samuel, for me, is a high ceiling Ooh, yeah. guy. Um, I know we love Brandon Ayuk. We probably think Brandon Ayuk going to be the guy. But Debo Samuel is a guy that was Brandon Ayuk's role before Brandon and Ayuk And it was. could be.
0: Like, yeah. I'm a Brandon Ayuk believer too. But Debo Samuel could be the guy. I don't think yeah. he will be, but he could be.
2: Yeah. And so I think for me, Debo Samuel is one of the bigger ceiling plays in this round. I also believe that Johnny's pick of Jameis Winston is a high ceiling pick. This is a guy that could easily be a top six, top five guy. If all things click in New Orleans, he finally gets his vision right, finally stops doing the stupid crap off the field and changes and is a better person, we hope. But... Either way, he's in a loaded roster in New Orleans with a, the best play caller of his career. Um, so that's something that he, you know, if he is the starter. And then, you know, for for floor play, I like the Devonte Parker pick. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Parker with the addition of Will Fuller. He's falling down though, right? That yeah. Built in now. Yeah. So now you love where you get him right there because I think he's going to be a nice play. And I love the Curtis Sam. I want to go back to ceiling. Sorry, I did just notice Curtis Samuel again. Curtis Samuel's another Washington. high upside pick. Yeah, in Washington. Link back up with that Scott Turner uh, um, coaching staff, linked back up with uh, Ron Rivera. Uh, I think there's some good things at play there. And then you get a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick chucking the ball around. Curtis Sam, could be a sneaky, good late round pick. And to
0: mention that could really benefit
2: Terry McLaurin as oh, well. Yeah. We heard, oh, yeah.
0: We've heard other NFL cornerbacks talk about how good Terry McLaurin is, and they just didn't have another wide receiver to focus on from the defensive side. So he gets a lot of attention from the defense and he still produces at a high rate. So Curtis Samuel, he demands a look from opposing defenses. I like what that can do for both of their productions. I love how you brought in the connection to the the play callers and, and the schemes there. How about you, Johnny? Uh, you just got to, you got to make Marquise Brown, nice high ceiling play. There I couldn't believe he was still
1: available. <laughs> well, and I also like saw that I only had three receivers yet uh, still. Um, Cause I've been like, but it's been working out. I, I love how my team is coming yeah. up. But I like, love that uh, spot
0: for Marquise Brown, too. Like, I know yeah. none of us here are big believers, but we all know the chance, probability is
1: real. And Dude,
0: he's I, still I, slotted to be, and he could still be, and he's still so young, and blah, 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 blah. He could be.
1: I, I honestly think that if they do get another wide receiver in there in the draft, I think it could really help him because he won't see like the number one coverage anymore. He's a speedster guy. And I think that that's where he could be, see his mm. most potential. And we did see him be like a wide receiver too down the stretch. So, um, I, I the upside, I mean, in the 12th round, like I said, I had to, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I had to look and make sure it it said Baltimore next to his name because I thought it could pretend. I was like, where's another Marquise Brown? Like, on what other team? Because I didn't think he would be available this late. Uh, but, uh, back to what, what we were saying earlier, I, it's funny when you brought up the Jameis Winston thing, because I was going to talk to you guys about it as I, but Travis was deep in a point, so I didn't want to interrupt, but the Jameis Winston thing, uh, is super interesting to me because obviously if you're going in a little bit early, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be to start. But I kind of like whoever is, whether it's Taysom Hill or um, Jameis yeah. Winston. Hopefully you know. But like that, like you said, that offense to me is like super intriguing. And so especially in like a two-quarterback league, I'm definitely interested in, in grabbing whoever that starting quarterback is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it started to get thin, so that's where I went. But I would also say that, uh, I mean, I really love Debo Samuel. Uh, I think that he is a... He is a reincarnation of, um, oh, now I'm, I've, oh my gosh, I am, I am blanking on his name and this is horrible. Played for the Cardinals and Quan Bolden. Bolden. I didn't even know you were going to go there, dude,
0: but that was the comp that came to mind for me, too. So he must, it must be something.
1: Uh, Sorry, I think my mic, my mic is cutting out or something. Uh, sorry. That's how good the comp was. I know, right? Is, like, exactly. yeah, yes. Yes. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, the, yeah. But perfect. This is thank how you LeBron for, James ended up in Space Jam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thank you so much for, for, yeah, Anquan Bolden was exactly the name I was looking for. And when you have a guy like that in a system that really caters to that type of player, we, we saw it, like, and that's the thing that I love about, like, we know this system, right? And... We know that uh, Brandon Ayuk, we are big fans of him, and we think that he will be very successful and he'll be an awesome wide receiver this year. But like, think of it like the Cardinals were that year and that both, I think that both Ayuk and because of how much of a yak monster Devo Samuel is, Devo can also get over 1,000 yards. And so uh, I, I think that... They're both going at tremendous values in drafts. I love, I love scooping up either one, whichever one I can get because I honestly feel like they both could be wide receiver twos for you or uh, maybe one could be a low-end wide receiver one and you could roll the dice on whoever you think that could be. But I just like I like their system. I like how they get their wide receivers open and I want the guy that, that looks like a bulldog to me and, and does yak stuff.
2: I like Not that. to speak too much on the <clears throat> Niners wide receivers, but I think one of the things that would kind of dissuade you in picking them is like, well, we don't know what's going to happen at QB. It looks like they're going to take one. They're going to draft a QB, but they've also said that Jimmy Garoppolo could be the guy. I don't really care. Shanahan has shown like CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins. These guys can come in and still operate the offense and get these guys the ball. And so like, it doesn't matter. Mac Jones, Mike Jones, Justin Fields. I don't care like whoever's in the lineup. Yeah, I could go out there. Austin, I know. He played at Tempe Prep. He was slinging it around like he could. Oh, get Austin, Austin was good, there. dude. Yeah. Austin was good. Oh, dude, I watched the tape, dude. I've been, I've been scouting Austin since he was in Pop Warner, dude. Just like, shout out to, the O-line. shout yeah.
0: out to the O line. Shout out to the be O line. Been behind a fortress my entire. Well, party. and you
2: had to, you got the joy of throwing to Chris Thomas, was was probably the greatest tight end we've ever seen in Tempe Prep history. Well, you know? Greg Olson, dude, he became yeah. a, fr- such yeah, a fr- exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think never I seen think, him in the same room. Yeah, have never, not yet, not once. Um. But to that point, I think it doesn't matter who's at QB. And so you can take those guys with confidence. And I think both could be profitable if all things clicked for them. Uh, If Jimmy Garoppolo had a second coming or if whoever they draft actually picks up the playbook fast enough, you like what you see out out of that system. You buy into the system for both those wide receivers.
0: We've had a lot of conversation generate out here in the 10th round, specifically around the upside. And I think you see a lot more of that upside point come in as you get later on in the draft which is what we usually advise you aiming for later on in your draft take those flyers who have a chance to be real don't grab somebody that might get a little production but not enough to actually win you games and they just take up a roster spot Uh, but i do want to note that you've got in the uh 10th or 9th picks in the 10th round you got the starting running back for houston you got Mark Ingram or David Johnson. It's probably not a great situation, especially if Deshaun Watson isn't involved. But you might have a starting running back who's going to be getting goal line work and be getting at least 15 touches a game. So in that 10th round, I I wanted to call out probably David Johnson over Mark Ingram. But one of those guys is going to be the lead dog for Houston and that's where the roster.
2: Spot. so funny you're like oh you know we want to we advise to go for the lottery tickets the upside in the later rounds and we definitely do and then i was sitting here looking at my 10th you know 10th and 11th round picks i'm like david johnson <laughs> and jared goff that <laughs> is gross highest <laughs> um, highest ceiling ever
0: yeah that's like just, austin powers when the guy's oh, playing but they're first, playing blackjack and yeah. he's like Sure, you have 19 hit yeah. I also
2: <laughs> like to live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> so you, stay, bust.
0: Sir, you have nine. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: also yeah, like. Uh, it's just uh, like I had to. I the, I got a little bit wonky on the QB, the second QB. So I went with Baker and then Goff, because I was just sitting there thinking, like Goff's done top twelve stuff in in the Ram system. Of course, yeah. we know that's a better system, um, but also Stafford's done top twelve stuff uh, in that Detroit system with worse weapons. So. That's kind of uh, my thinking there is like, I think golf can still get it done as opposed to some of the other guys. Yeah. I don't
0: think it, I don't think golf, I don't think golf popping off would be as surprising as the (laughs) sun rising in the West setting in the East, but it could happen. Shout out to hard knocks. If y'all know what I'm talking about there. Um, But as this draft here is coming to the end, um, I want to give whisper nation a heads up. We're going to do draft grades a little bit differently than we've done them before. Um, We're, you tell us on, a, on between Johnny and Travi's team who you think did the best. We don't need to uh, spend a lot of time belaboring our uh, thought process. We share our thoughts a lot on this. Uh, let us know who you think did the best. What we're going to do then, too, is run through each uh, member of Whisper Nation's team and highlight who their starting roster would be. Each one of us is going to handle a chunk. And then each one of us is going to announce who we thought did the best from the names that we ran down. So uh, Big Travi is going to do four of them. we got, we got 10 folks working here outside of Travi and Johnny, so we'll have Big Travi take on four. Uh, Johnny's going to do three, and I'll do three as well. We'll let you know who we thought, uh, whose team we liked the most of those teams we personally ran down, and then let us know in the chat who you think did the best, and uh, we'll see you next time. We get to play this game all over again. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into that, I did want to say with our last uh, three and a half rounds that we got going here. Or this is how we just take off the round fourteen, in rounds um, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Opening it up, the same conversation we've done for the last few. Who do you think has the highest ceiling and maybe the the highest floor? As these picks are going crazy fast. To close it out, mm. Johnny, is there somebody in these last couple of rounds that stands out to you as a real? potential upside play we should be keeping our eyes on. You grabbed Marquise Brown and we saw uh Pajamas. shout out
1: uh that I really wanted Hollywood. So you got you got a little love there. Yeah. I got another snipe on the on the on the day. Um I mean there are a couple of guys um and that I would Definitely point out, but uh, I mean, some of these too, right, yeah. Th- stuff. I mean, like, the, those ones I are, are obvious because once we know landing spots, we'll know a little bit more clear where they should go. But the two that are on a team right now that I think are very, very interesting are uh, Jalen Rieger and LaVisca Chanel at the wide receiver position. Um, I think that both of those players are in a position like we have to remember last year. I know we're very uh, excited about this year's draft and where these rookies could go and what their potentials are. But we do have uh, uh, these two guys that were taken in last year's draft very high. And they are they were highly touted coming out of college. They were both, uh, you know, top top 10 wide receivers coming out at their position. And so they are both in a position where I think their, their position could improve, right? Their quarterbacks will be better. Their offensive schemes could be better. Um, and so I think that they have a tremendous side and they didn't break out their, their first year, which we saw a lot of, but they didn't uh, look bad either. Right. Exactly. Like got but that's, we also have to remember like, that's normal. Like w- we've been very blessed and it's spoiled over the last few days or last few years Johnny. of getting these guys. What? Henry Ruggs it's, though. It's, it's
2: admirable. Character. It's admirable that you answered those two. I think they're great. I love it. You know, they're both on my dynasty team. I appreciate that, but the wrong, you can't even oh, hide. The right answer here is obviously the guy you drafted in Marquise Brown has the highest ceiling, and then in the eleventh, Damian Harris going at eleven. Yeah, that's, that was the running back, I was Damian, starting running back. Again. Damian Harris, man, is a guy that we just got to be like talking about. Going in the eleventh is a guy that could really, you know, not to spend too much time we got into get into the grades, but New England has been one of the top five rushing teams for the last ten years, basically. And if you could get a guy that's going to be that guy, um, Damian Harris in the eleventh is, is a steal. i had to let you you grab a guy i couldn't take them
1: all i appreciate that but i agree with that i do agree well another mock draft is in
0: the books ladies and gentlemen it's been a great one here with our 12 team superflex ppr and uh thanks for whisper nation hanging along with us it's been a fun ride if you haven't hit the thumbs up button the like and the subscribe before you log off, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Reminder: Thursday, we're going to be doing our reaction to the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday, five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, and if you've liked and subscribed, you'll get the notification for that. So easy peasy. There we go. Uh, but now, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and run it down. Right? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah let's do we'll, it. We'll have well, we'll do them we'll do them sequentially here. So we'll have Travi. You want to go ahead and take four. Johnny, take three, and then I'll take three here to close it out.
2: Yeah, right. sounds good. Uh, so I have Jay Blizzy, Muddy Wofels, uh, the Plugga, which is obviously Jay uh, from the Fantasy Football Plug, and then the News. So we'll start with uh, Jay Blizzy here, drafted Christian McCaffrey, then Lamar Jackson, Cam Akers, followed by Darren Waller, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup. Ryan Tannehill as a second quarterback, then continue to stack up those wide receivers. Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel. Third quarterback was Mac Jones. Let's see if he goes to San Fran. That would be a nice pick if, if he did um, as your third quarterback, Tony Pollard, I think is a nice upside pick, Daryl Henderson as well. And then Jared cook, not a lot of people talking about Jared cook, but Jared cook will be replacing Hunter Henry in that chargers lineup as a guy, you know, Herbert was no, not shy of the tight end. I think 93 targets over to Henry there. So could absorb quite a bit of targets for a, late round tight end that's not bad at all um let's see here then we had muddy wolfels who was the next guy uh he went with patrick mahomes then trevor lawrence so he definitely likes the trevor lawrence prospect deandre swift travis Etienne, jamar chase jalen waddle jerry judy trey lance so he really really went heavy with rookies here one two three four five out of his last six picks were rookies um so you, you um if we knew where they were going, I'd be able to grade this a little bit better. Noah Fant, Devin Singletary, Trey Sermon, Drew Locke, uh, and then Chuba Hubbard and Christian Kirk to round it out. Do love the stack of Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. I do think Trevor Lawrence could make some damage, like have good games this year in that, in that Jaguars offense. Um, don't know where Trevor, Travis Etienne is going, but he's a special player, playmaker, and I love DeAndre Swift too. So some things to work with on that squad. Jay told us that he says Plug's team was trash. He's just telling himself that and letting everybody know that. But he had Derrick Henry, auto-drafted Josh Jacobs like he talked about, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Justin Fields is his first QB. Um, He must love Justin Fields going to San Fran or was still on auto-draft. I think either way um, you could make a case for Fields, but um, that that seems a little high to me. Allen Robinson, Kyle Pitts, then Ronald Jones, followed by Ben Roethlisberger as his second QB, hoping that Ben's arm is going to be completely back to normal this year after a year of uh, tossing the ball around. T.Y. Hilton, Mark Ingram, then Dallas Goddard, Cole Beasley, Sammy Watkins, um, and Zach Ertz. And then Plug is letting us know that he did auto-draft for field. So that makes a lot of sense. He might be out of the running for best team out of these first four. And we will round that out with the news. He's our fourth and final team that I'm going to be grading today. We've got Josh Allen and Dak Prescott as his QB stack in this Superflex League. Antonio Gibson, then CeeDee Lamb. Man, that is a hard-hitting hit in the top four. I like that. Javante Williams, probably my favorite running back prospect just out of excitement alone. I know the other guys are highly touted, more highly touted, but I love Javante Williams' tape. Brandon Ayuk, another top high upside guy here. TJ Hawkinson. Tua to Viloa. this is a quarterback after Johnny's heart there. Will Fuller as well, uh, continuing that Miami love for Johnny. He, he must be hoping that Johnny graded his team here. Curtis Samuel, then LaVisca Chenault, uh, followed by Terrence Marshall, wide receiver, rookie wide receiver there. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Michael Carter and Ryan Fitzpatrick to round it out. Honestly, love all four quarterbacks. I don't know that I would have needed to draft them all there. Um and I think that you could have sacrificed some other players here. I think the Dak Prescott, Josh Allen stack was great. Love that it's top heavy. Um, but I don't think that's going to beat out Jay Blizzy for my favorite team of these four. And when I'm looking at it, he's just got the running backs. He's got two quarterbacks I really love and Lamar Jackson and then Ryan Tannehill. Um, I love the wide receiving core with depth there. Debo Samuel is his fifth wide receiver. Love that Julio Jones, despite the trade rumors, love wherever he would land up. I, I would imagine because he's going to com- command targets. Um, yeah, I just really love Jay Blizzy's team. And I think it's a minus material there. All right. That was I, I like that run down there. That was oh, yeah. all right.
1: So uh, I'm uh, I got to compete with uh, Jay Blizzy's team huh? or my my section of guys uh, here. <laughs> to, all right. So let's uh, we'll break this down here. Um First off, we have a uh, groggy style. Um, he took, he was at the one Oh six spot. He took Devonte Adams in the second round. He took Travis Kelsey. And then in the third, he took George Kittle. So we talked about this move and how uh, that potential, uh, what it could, what it could pan out. Was it a good move? Well, we'll see. Uh, took Melvin Gordon in the fourth, Joe Burrow in the fifth. Uh, Devonta Smith is his uh, second wide receiver. Kenyon Drake in the seventh uh, Jarvis Landry in the eighth and followed by uh, James Connor. Uh, So he got, he's taking some dart throws on the second running backs here. Uh, Took Deshaun Watson in the 10th as his second quarterback, Jalen Rieger in the uh, 11th, Corey Davis in the 12th, James White in the 13th and then Jimmy Garoppolo in the 14th. Um, I think I think you'll definitely have to do some trading, uh, that for sure. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there is some concerns there uh, with this team, especially with that second quarterback there and uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't expect to play, so I won't be drafting him on any teams. All right, uh, we'll go death by Rona. Shout out to him. He was in our listener league last year. He made it. Uh, he was at the 107 spot drafting. He took Alvin Kamara, followed by Miles Sanders. Then Michael Thomas. I love those first three. Then Aaron Rodgers was his first quarterback in the fourth round, uh, followed by Adam Thielen as his second uh, wide receiver. Then Tom Brady as his second QB. Very solid uh, first six rounds. He grabbed Tyler Lock in the seventh, a very nice upside play at the uh, wide receivers three spot, so he did what we were talking about, uh, and then Todd Gurley, Miles Gaskins, and the eighth and ninth. We'll see how that Miles Gaskins uh, pick plays out. Uh, Austin Hooper is his tight end, then uh, Le'Veon Bell in the eleventh, Jamison Crowder, Michael Pittman, and MBS to round out his draft, uh, and then uh, FB Therapist is the one that comes in here uh as my third team that i'll evaluate here and he is at the 108 shout out to him he i'm not i'm just gonna spoil a little bit like he killed this uh saquon at the 108 austin eckler at the 205 spot aj brown in the third round we love this pick we think he could be a top Uh, five wide receiver this year. Then he grabs Justin Herbert in the fourth. I think that's a good time to grab his first quarterback. Then he follows that up with his second and third wide receivers, which would be Terry McLaurin and T Higgins. Two wide receivers, I think, have tremendous upside this year. Uh, And then his second quarterback is Matt Ryan, who's more consistent and sturdy than Matt Ryan. So that's your super flex. You like that. Takes Deontay Johnson in the eighth. We we love Deontay like that. And that's your you know fourth wide receiver. Well done. Mike Davis in the ninth. We'll see how that pans out. As of right now, he's a starting running back for Atlanta. Mike Jacecki is his tight end. He grabbed him in the 10th Uh Damian Harris, Marvin Jones, uh, Tariq Cohen and Naheem Hines to round out his draft. We talked about how much we really like the Damian Harris pick in the 11th round. And the FB therapist is my winner. I'm just gonna say, I, like, he is the guy that uh, I I pick for my rundown part because his team is is an A, uh, and I think he can compete with Jay Blizzy's team.
2: Yeah, I love therapist team, and he, he did it without having to take quarterback early. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did take Herbert. You would say Herbert's early based on you know normal leagues, but I like what he did there.
1: Yep,
0: I like where that tiered break is, too. It feels like a really appropriate spot, and you might be like, oh, we didn't have another quarterback take until blah, blah, blah. Justin Herbert, though, is potentially in that top category, and you didn't get him too early, and it looked pretty appropriate. Yep. All right, Austin, bring us home. All right, we're starting off here with the Cass Pajamas. In the ninth selection takes Jonathan Taylor, uh, and in the second then Tyreek Hill. That is a very nice stack to get you started with. And then DK Metcalf in the third Love the upside him. We talk about him uh almost every week did this week as well. Justin Jefferson. Ooh, it just keeps getting better. Uh Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Leonard Fournette. You got a couple of running backs with some question marks, but the upside is very real. We just need to see how it works out. It's gonna depend on draft day. It's gonna depend on roster, depth charts, but we'll see. Then a Quadro of quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Cam Newton, Daniel Jones. You're hoping that two of them will be good. I don't know if that's going to happen for you in this rookie season. Zach Wilson, we liked all the upside he brings, but again, it's a rookie, so temper expectations there. Brandon Cooks and Henry Ruggs as two more wide receivers. Really like the Henry Ruggs upside. Uh, Second-year highly touted rookie prospect coming in who showed flashes, but – very little consistency. Um, and then Henry, Hunter Henry, the newest uh, New England Patriot, along with Joe News Smith. I really like him actually at the tight end spot. I think that was kind of a sneaky one. Love the wide receiver combos. And Jonathan Taylor as your anchor running back. is great. Um, fills in some pretty good secondary, most likely running backs here with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moser, Leonard Fournette. But you got a question mark or two. That's why you're getting him so late. Biggest concern here, though, comes with the quarterback spot. I, I don't... Uh, it's like you got three safe picks with Derek Carr, Cam Newton, and Daniel Jones, and they're safe, but not exciting. They don't really bring that much upside to them anymore. And that makes me a little nervous in a super flex league. So that's where the biggest hole is. But I think the rest of the squad's pretty good, but you do have a pretty big hole that's been created here at the quarterback spot. Um, moving on then to Jacob Blay. Number one fan at the 10 spot takes Nick Chubb. They get Nick Chubb after Jonathan Taylor. I'm calling that one a win. I think that those two logically would be flipped, but take your guy, cast pajamas, do your thing. I have no issue with seeing Jonathan Taylor go to the nine spot. Nick Chubb though at the 10, I think is a bit of a steal. Good for you. And Stefan Diggs, last year's number three wide receiver in PPR and standard like to see him getting in the second round. You're happy about that. CEH. I'm a big fan of his second year in Kansas city. Najee Harris upside running back. Uh, rookie running back. And let's see. Now you get your second and third wide receivers here in Chris Godwin and Amari Cooper. Um, Matt Stafford's going to be your first quarterback, and then either Kirk Cousins or Sam Darnold is your second. You took Odell Beckham in the eighth to be your fourth wide receiver. I Like that, uh, Logan Tom Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon. A couple of tight ends there for you in the tenth and or excuse me eleventh and twelfth picks um, as your two quarterbacks in the ninth and tenth. Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold. You're hoping one of them works out for you. Michael Gallup in the thirteenth. And A.J. Dillon in the 14th, love that A.J. Dillon pick that late. Uh, he's going to be a good running back who's going to sit staunchly behind Aaron Jones, but that doesn't mean that A.J. Dillon's not going to get work, and God forbid something happens to Aaron Jones, you might have yourself a, a true RB1 there you got at the end of the draft. So I, I like this I like this team, Jacob Blay. I think you hedged your bets pretty well. Um, nice upside at running back, nice upside at wide receiver, I don't love Chris Godwin and Amari Cooper from an upside perspective, especially like if DJ Moore was still available. Um, but I can get it if you like him and why you do. And uh, I think it's a nice play. And again, quarterback is kind of iffy, but it's not as iffy as, as Cats Pajamas was here. It's not a bad team. It's not a bad team. Um, moving on then to the last selection here, with Captain Bob at the 12 spot, takes the third quarterback off the board and Kyler Murray. Vegas likes him as an MVP candidate coming into his third season as a Cardinals fan I do too as a fantasy football analyst I kind of do too we'll see James Robinson in the second and Chris Carson in the third you got a couple of meaty uh bruising running backs there I like it um we'll see what happens in the draft but I think you're sitting in a pretty good spot with both those running backs I like it and then Calvin Ridley and Robert Woods not the sexiest wide receivers but really productive ones I don't think you have any cause for concern and Calvin Ridley could take a huge jump this year again he's he's uh, he was the number four wide receiver in standard number five last year, jumped Julio for the first time, and you expect he's going to want to keep that trend going. So Calvin Ridley actually could be a, a really big come up here. Robert Woods just always outperforms his ADP all the time. He's like the best wide receiver two ever. Last year was the number 13 wide receiver in standard and PPR. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he's like the uh, – he, he is the, uh, the the Tevin Coleman to Devontae Freeman of back in the day. He's productive on his own. Um, he's really good. Cleveland loves him too, so you like that. Cortland Sutton is your third wide receiver. We're all expecting big things out of the young wide receiver here in Denver. Uh, I think coming into his fourth year, being healthy, you got a good thing to look forward to. Carson Wentz is your second quarterback, wishing the best in Indiana. Um, and Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker, Rashad Bateman as your – Fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receivers, pretty good ones. We heard Big Travi talk about Robbie Anderson and the upside he brings to the table, um, especially if him and Sam Darnold can keep hooking up. Devontae Parker, we know what he's about as long as he can stay healthy. We know what he's capable of, I should say. I don't think we actually know what he's about, but we know what he's capable of, and you get him out late, you love the upside there. Um, Evan Ingram and Irv Smith, uh liking that at the tight end spot. Actually, really, really good um, upside play combining those two one of them should work out pretty well and i'm surprised you were able to get both of them so late and then kylan hill is a nice running back fill in um i it's not just the recency bias here captain bob is my favorite team of the three uh especially if carson wentz hits if we see a little bit of a return to what carson wentz was expected and if he's even he's just serviceable you're mm-hmm. going to a Really uh, solid QB, two, And then Kyler Murray, we said MVP candidate. Starting running backs, James Robinson, Chris Carson, and Kareem Hunt is your third. That's very nice. Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton with all that depth behind it. I think that's pretty solid. Um, I like this one as a a strong B-plus team for me with the other ones being in that same B category but behind Captain Bob this week.
1: All right. There we have it. Boys, we made it. I love
2: it. I love it here. Look, J- yeah, he's Jaws just, Whedon has been—he's been riding the the uh, the laundry because we called uh, Austin. You called him Jarvis Laundry earlier. He's just been riding the laundry puns. <laughs> yeah. Never a chore if you do what you love, Jarvis Laundry. Yeah, and then right here, <laughs> <laughs> having to ring out one more laundry pun. Oh,
0: that uh, was great. I love it. Well, I think Jarvis Laundry is going to clean up this year.
2: Oh, yes, Ooh. nice.
0: Yes. Well, uh,
2: well, Whisper Nation, we want to know what you think. Let us know in the comments which one of our teams that we were the top uh, top three there, uh, which you think won it. But uh, we we appreciated drafting with you. This was a good one, Austin. Thanks, man. This was a good time. Yeah. Whisper
0: Nation, you're the reason why. Like and subscribe so you can catch the action. Thursday we get the live draft reaction show coming our way. Jump in the bandwagon with us. Love to have you along.
1: Yep. And uh, catch us catch our show on Wednesday. We will be live on Wednesday. Until next time, Whisper Nation. Peace. Peace. Right here. Oh hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not sold yet, check out one of these videos.